Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. We're in Australia again in Brisbane. It's beautiful here, okay, or there, should I say. We're yeah. with Julie Wells. We're going to talk about this big thing called forgiveness. And I'm working on it. I'm working on being forgiven. <laughs> so I'm on the opposite side of that. But you know, brains, forgiveness has a lot of moving parts. Betrayal trust communication fear anxiety self-loathing unworthiness you guys need any more adjectives so it's a lot that goes into this but julie has created a recipe for forgiveness and it's got to start with yourself you've got to show up you've got to accept responsibility for your actions not somebody else's. You cannot control anybody else. We were just talking in the green room about her dog barking. You can't even control the dog's barking because it is what it is. But how do we process that? How do we get through it? How do we get over it? How do we get in it? Because when you feel in the feels, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster. She's also a contributor in a brand new anthology that's going to be released. I'm excited about that. She's a mother, and she's a woman on the move. So let's welcome her to the edge, Julie Wells. How are you, Queen? I'm great, thank you. Yeah. I having me here. Yeah. All right. Brains, she says she's a little nervous. You know I'm going to handle her with kid gloves. <laughs> I'm going to take good care of her. You know, because, again, it's about a conversation. That's where um, reconciliation because, you know, forgiveness, like I said, that's a big $25 word. Let's just try to stabilize, be civilized, and reconcile. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to, to stabilize, ex exactly. And it's, I think uh, forgiveness is for ourselves. Uh, it's a major part of that. Because um, expecting somebody else, as you say, uh, we're control of our own actions their own beliefs their own um thoughts so we can't control anybody else like like my dog this morning i can't control her so yeah it's it's about it's about us our journey and what we learn right. throughout our life yeah so what found you in this place and what made you want this to be your focus um to really help people heal in this area uh what got me here to this point, um, eight years ago, a bit over eight years ago, I was married. I, I was in, in a relation, well, yeah, with my husband, we had a, a business, we had a chain of bakeries and um, I, I just felt really alone and unloved in that marriage. I felt stuck. I felt uh, resentful um, and disempowered at that point. And so, yeah, it's, it's, um, 
it was a really low point for me. I, I, I was at the bottom sort of thing and uh, I didn't know what to do from there. I was uh, with my husband. I was following his vision. It wasn't my vision. So I really lost who I was. Um, I'm a mum of two kids. They're adults now, so I'm an empty nester at, uh, right now. So um, I thought, well, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, so um, I, I went into personal development. Um, even in the marriage, I, you know, about 15 years ago, I, um, I thought something wasn't quite right. So I started looking for answers. And um, I started doing meditation and yoga and just reconnecting with myself, some breathing techniques, and I felt it was helping me. So coming out of the marriage, I, I, I was really feeling quite betrayed in the marriage. And um, so from, from there, I, I looked for ways to, to find a way out, to, to find me again because I'd lost me so well you know a lot of people lose themselves <laughs> they get lost going to the grocery store so girl don't you don't feel bad and because you are alone doesn't mean you have to be lonely mm -hmm. and what happens a lot of times that I see now you know this is the psychology of a brain uh, is that our outside validation comes from other people our self-worth you know I need to be told I'm loved. I need to be kissed. I need to be, you know, bathed in diamonds. I need this. I need that. It's always I need instead of being satisfied and being content. And a lot of women get caught up in other people's dreams, not just their spouse, but, you know, their children. They submerse themselves in that or they're the corporate woman that's so into their job that everything else is bleak. So you find yourself one day and you wake up and you go like, oh, I want something new. I want something different. You had your aha moment. What'd you do? Did you go out and cut your hair? Did you put some lipstick on? Did you just dance like nobody was watching? What was your aha moment? How did you feel when you just said, you know what? It's time for a change. Yeah. Um, uh, I found myself caring for my son. When I come out of the marriage, I was a single mum, and I was caring for him. He's got a jaw diagnosis, so I needed that little bit of extra care for him. So I, I'd reached a point in my life, and I thought, well, there's more to life than this. And I knew there was more to life than this. So that was the turning point for me, the aha moment that changed everything. And I yeah, definitely started to to look for answers and. I've, I came across um, uh, hypnotherapy. Mm. I came across uh, a te technique, um, spinal flow technique. Which oh, I never, I, I never heard of that. What is that? Yeah, that, that was developed by uh, Dr. Axford, uh, Carly Axford. And she's a chiropractor. Mm. And she developed her own. Um, it's a combination of chiropractic work and energy healing okay so yeah so she sort of yeah the whole body um so yeah so some people call the chakras right um, she calls it the gateways mm -hmm. so, so how to awaken the gateways 
Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've been doing some tapping. My husband goes, why are you beating on your chest like Tarzan? <laughs> yeah. I yes. tell him, I said, because I'm trying to get some emotional freedom technique. I'm trying to get some release here, you know? And tapping is a wonderful thing. At first, I thought it was just a major distraction, but it really helps alleviate the stress. Meditation. Now, let's talk about meditation for a minute, Julie, because you know what? It can be a mind twist. I had to I had to stop meditating for a while because I was too deep into it. When yeah. you can quiet the monkey mind, you transcend your spirit. You are at the nucleus. You are at your core level. And at that point, you can throw in some neuro-linguistic programming and reframe your situation. Did you run across that in your transformation? I definitely did. I came across the Coaching Institute. Um, and now it's called the International Coaching Institute. And yes, um, I have learned a lot about uh, neuro linguistic programming, NLP, and uh, emotional intimacy. I've, I've even uh, looked into, I'm a level one practitioner in um, eDisc. And yeah, these techniques definitely, in, in the moment, meditating is that's where our power is. It um, is. It is. And, and yoga is a great way to prepare the body for meditation. Now, you find this place. We're going to go a little deep here. Tap into your female energy, into the root chakra. That's somewhere near the genitals on a woman's brains or a man too. Okay. And you're planting a seed there. And you're wanting it to grow organically. Where did you see your life going? What did you want for yourself when you planted that seed? Uh, I wanted to show my children uh, what was possible because uh, I've come out of, um, I'd found my courage in in the, the breakdown of the marriage. I found my courage uh, in adversity and I just, I had planted the seed. I, I wanted to, um, I have a vision of couples in a couples retreat to, to start up, start up with um, one-on-one coaching and group coaching and then, yeah, a couples retreat. Okay. So now, and, and I'm asking you this, uh, and I'm just asking the question because I'm trying to figure it out here. You come from a uh, from a long marriage. You you separate from that. You consciously uncouple, and now you want to jump back into it. You feel that you have the skill set and the technique to really help other couples weather the storm. And what does a couple look like now? Couples don't look like they used to look twenty years ago. The it you know they got polyamorous relationships now. They have you know gay, lesbian, transgender couples how people are coupling together is a lot different yeah it, it definitely is and it's it's a matter of um being accepting the person as they are so it's it's listening to the person as they are mm-hmm. and to each person and validating their experience and acknowledging where they're at and there's uh, there's little loops that we all develop in relationships over time, we, we get stuck in these little loops that um, we don't know how to get out of it. It's it's where we, you know, arguments happen and 
disagreements and it's it's just getting out of those loops it's it's realizing it's it's that pattern and not the person that we have you know that, that there's a problem with an issue with it. but there's an expectation of the other person julie mm-hmm. you know that's like i'm trying to be forgiven from somebody right now and uh it's not mr magnificent though <laughs> he adores me <laughs> yeah. uh you know but 38 years honey i could tell you some stories i could tell you some stories but my thing is you got to meet people where they are and a lot of times people don't know where they are themselves much less trying to deal with you and if you're dealing with a narcissist somebody mm. that's just numb to and that's it that's a mental challenge i mean when you look at the, the list of mental challenges it's right on there you're dealing with substance abuse you're dealing with epigenetics generational trauma you're dealing with ego and then a woman always wants to still feel pretty she wants to be acknowledged you know she want a little boom boom every now and then and you know you want to lay up and cuddle all of those things so that's what you're going to have to work with couples also too the intimacy how would you tell a couple to re-engage and reignite after they've identified all of these you know, traumatic things. They got their laundry list of what they don't like. How do you bring them together to find out what they do like? No, it starts with a willingness from both parties. Mm-hmm. Because if we have a, a one partner that's not willing to reconnect or is is stuck in a bit of a pattern of blaming the other person, then um, it's it's difficult to get them together so it definitely starts with both both parties wanting to re-engage and then it said yeah helping them turn towards each other now you're going to run across the couple that said i've had it we just want to consciously uncouple what do you say to them yeah it's it's supporting the individuals uh, in that case so if they if they don't want to re-engage it's, uh, yeah, so supporting them separately. But in that support, there's got to be dialogue because there's got to be rules of engagement. Just yeah. like there was rules of engagement as I listed, the intimacy, the talking, the walking, the holding the hands, making each other feel special. That's how you got them. Now when you got to get rid of them and you have children and you still want to be whole, you still want to have some self-respect and be respected. Because I tell you, divorce can be so ugly. And uh, the, the lawyer is the only one that really wins. But then you've got these two people, three people, kids, that they're looking at these two adults and how they are handling this life situation and co-parenting. What would you say to a woman right now that is in a quandary and, you know, now she's going to have to co-parent and be a single parent? What do you say to her? Yeah, she's got everything she needs inside her. And with the help, with the support of either either a therapist or a counsellor or a coach, a a coach can guide the woman to reconnect with herself, um, to break through her fears and to find forgiveness. 
It is uh, because a lot of times, and then you see all of these celebrities. I work here in Hollywood, weird. <laughs> and all of the sexual indiscretion. Okay, so now you got a situation. And uh, the woman always feels, I'm going to use women as an example, uh, mm-hmm. that I wasn't pretty enough or I wasn't sexy enough or what was wrong with me. But it's not about you. You know, it's like lipstick. Don't you change the color of your lipstick from time to time? People go through ebbs and flows. Sometimes the intimacy is not there. But when it becomes mental, when you're mentally attracted to someone else, not just physically, it changes the whole paradigm. It changes the whole story, the whole narrative. So we have to go back to, okay, what was it that this person found me attractive for? Was it my intellect? Was it my business? Did they like me just for my money? Did they like me because, you know, I had pretty blue eyes? Whatever it is, then you have to hold that sacred to know that you still have those characteristics, that you still have those options, you still have those choices, so you can go out and get a new suitor. (laughs) But finding love again and, and reinventing yourself, what do you say to the woman that is, you know, it, it's time to step out there again and find love. Because it's fear there. What do you say to her? Yeah, it's okay to to be yourself and to go out and to to look for a partner. It's it's um yeah it's finding the core again of who you are. It's reconnecting with what lit you up in the beginning so what's always something that you can do that that um you know you lose track of time it's it's reigniting the passion inside you of you know who who you really are it's it's reconnecting with the love inside and um because I, i believe that love comes from the inside out instead of the outside in Absolutely. And again, what we have to remember when starting over brains is that the validation has to come from with here. It can't come from outside sources because folks change their mind. They do different things. What they did to get you is not the same thing they're doing to keep you. Mm -hmm. But what you have to do is you have to hold on to yourself and be gentle with yourself and love yourself and look in the mirror and say, you know what? Have that I am conversation. I am beautiful, I am smart, I am wonderful, I am powerful, I am capable, I am able, I'm fat and I love it. (laughs) Whatever the situation it it is, and so you have to draw that out. So you've taken all of this wisdom, all of this thought, and you put it inside the pages of a collaboration. And that's going to be coming out soon. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a collaboration of 24 authors. So it's um, Alicia Ann Wade is the lady that's putting it together. Uh, Alicia is a, a coach and a mentor of mine as well. Uh, she's doing an, uh, a trilogy. So the first one was Gratitude. This one's Forgiveness. And then she's got another one after that that'll be coming out. So this one, yeah, 24 authors. I'm, I'm uh, Chapter 11 in the book. 
and mine is uh, a recipe of forgiveness is what I've written and my story that uh, goes with that. Well, can you tell us a little bit about what the recipe for forgiveness is? Because I'm going to go in here and cook it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I've got 14 secret ingredients in, in my recipe and a method. Um, it's a little bit fun. It's a little bit quirky. So it's, um, well, I just read one paragraph um, from, from here. So, yeah, the follow it. I'll read a couple if that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, in the beginning, um, as I write this chapter, my father ate his last meal and drew his last breath. Again, the opportunity to forgive presented itself. I forgive my dad for holding on to his pain from childhood, for suffering in silence and for not wanting to be a burden. This chapter is an honour of him, his kindness, his compassion and his hopeful, wise and gentle nature. The lessons I have learned from this, watching his journey and how he reached, reacted is one of the reasons I have forgiven. The memories of him are close to my heart. I'm grateful he was there for my first and I was there for his, his last. The following information in this chapter is based on my personal life experiences, interpretation of situations and my forgiveness recipe. I've created this recipe below. It is my blueprint and will give you another perspective you may not have considered. My intention is to bring an element of playfulness and to a serious subject and evoke or engage with your inner child. If you have ever sat and watched children play, forgiveness comes easy to them. A child can be angry with their playmate one minute and the best of friends the next. Adults on the other hand can dwell on the past and hold a grudge for years. If you know someone like this, or if this is you, are they thriving? Are you? That was me, and I'm here now to share my story. So then I share my recipe, and then I share the story that um, moved me through the recipe to forgiveness. Well, you owned a you owned a chain of bakeries, so I'm sure that you will rise to the occasion. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, forgiveness is a big it's a big word, and so uh, let me ask you this. Even though you forgive, that doesn't mean that you have to eliminate boundaries. That's true. Agree? I, I completely agree. Yeah, boundaries are a major part of of the forgiveness process. Right. Because again, I, I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm at a place of forgiveness. I've tried to rectify, reunify, communicate, but I'm not going to kiss no ass. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm brains that simple as that you know uh you got to meet me where i'm at i'm trying to meet you where you are and if you're not ready for that that's fine but what people fail to realize is that all that space that gathers in between becomes more of a problem because mm -hmm. silence is not always golden you have to tell people you know what you feel and be in your feelings you don't have to be rude you don't have to be disrespectful but you have to honor that because we can't just all go along to get along. Am I right, Julie? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And in this in this uh, chapter, I definitely I share share my story 
of my rock bottom experience and, and coming through that and out the other side. There were things that I didn't do, um, you know, to the best. I wasn't my best in, in my story. Um, I've affected my daughter, um, affected my son. So um, it's, I can't undo what has happened. Uh, I can be there to support her in her experience of her uh, situation. Um, yeah, the yeah. I have. Again, yeah. you you can't you can't rewrite the wrong. But exactly. Grace, let me tell you something. What don't kill you only make you strong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody has going to get a turn at the wheel. You're going to get your feelings hurt. You're going to be disrespected. Somebody's going to steal from you. Somebody's going to betray you. Somebody's going to cuss you out. Somebody's going to, you know, yeah. steal your dog. That That's human nature. But see, we're here for two purposes, brains. One is to learn and one is to teach. Yeah. And yeah. you cannot teach if you've never learned. And yes, these experiences hurt us. But when someone comes to you, authentically and says look i accept responsibility for what i did i accept my part in it people don't understand that oh my god what it's usually the blamer oh it's not my fault you did this to me you hurt me all the whining and all that you'll never get over the hurdle brains mm -hmm. you were brought to this juncture to learn a lesson yeah and so take that lesson write it down you don't have to repeat it. That may be not something that you want to do. But believe and trust, you're going to do something and trick somebody else up. Am I right or wrong, Julie? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely resonate with what you're saying. We, we definitely uh, we need to take 100% responsibility for our own actions. And I love a client that that is taking 100% responsibility for where they're at. Um, and um, I definitely take 100% responsibility for where I'm at at the, at the moment and where I've been. So, yeah, it's um, a major what part. What happens is the other person doesn't sometimes want to heal. They want to continue to whip you. They want to continue to shame you. They still want to pain you. That's where the boundaries come in. Okay, I'm only going to let you do that for so long. Yeah. And then I'm going to put on this, this, this armor. Yeah. And that's what's hard to break through. And yeah. that's the betrayal, getting over the betrayal. But the betrayal is based upon expectations. Do you expect that, you know, your father could never make a mistake because he was your father? That was the first male figure you fell in love with. Yeah. Are you not able to make a mistake because you're a, a mother and you ran up against a situation that you just didn't know how to handle? Are you going to punish me the rest of my life because of that? That's not fair. And it's not real. It's not realistic. It's evil. It's yeah. evil. You just want to be mean to me at this point. You don't want to heal. You don't want me. All right. I feel bad. I've got to carry this with me in my, you know, life suitcase forever. But I'm not going to let you continue to punish me. It's like in relationships, you know, uh, people have me and Mr. Magnificent don't do that. We have an argument or a disagreement. And after that's over, we squash it. I'm not going to go back and say, yeah, you know, six months ago when you did this, but if he did the same thing, that's a different story. But all that nagging and whining, all, you move on to the next situation because folks don't want to hear that anymore. 
And it's hard to jump over that hurdle, Julie. What do you say to the person that's stuck? Yeah, a, a person who's stuck, it's, yeah, they, they have it inside them. So, um, yeah, it's guiding the person who, who is stuck. It's, they have everything they need inside them. So it's, it's just awakening, you know, it's getting in touch with themselves again. And, and for me, I found uh, spirituality did help in that instance. It's, there's uh, reconnecting through the meditation and through the yoga. It's helping uh, the individual, helping the, uh, to, to reconnect. So it's, um, also realizing that there's something bigger than yourself yeah exactly than your ego you know yeah, exactly. and i work with an ego coach oh yes honey because what she has taught me is how to manage my ego not suppress it but mm -hmm. to love it and feed it where it's weak to nurture it so that it does not explode if somebody wants some attention and you know they're starving for attention give it to them if somebody wants to be, you know, hold court and be the head of the class, if it doesn't bother you, let them do that. You can only tolerate so much. But you have tolerated so much. Let's ask you some fun questions. Okay. All right? Yeah. You owned a bakery. What was your most popular item that people like to buy there at the bakery? Uh, pies. Ooh, meat, meat pies. pies in Australia, um, meat pies. So. I had some meat pies. I can't, it's a chain of meat pie places. When I came to Australia, I had that. Oh yeah, they're good. What are they called? Um, meat pies, they have them in Jamaica too, that are really good. Yeah. So now did you put, did you do uh, vegetable ones? Well, not vegetables, kind of fruit ones? Uh, yeah, we did apple pies and uh, apricot pies as well. Uh, but the the most popular was the the beef and the beef and bacon uh, like savory so um, bacon and cheese and yeah chicken and vegetable yeah. If you were appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be, Julie Wells? A compressed juicer. A compressed juicer. <laughs> yes. Why would you be a juicer? Because um, I tend to extract the emotions from the, the people around me. <laughs> That's sweet. I'd be the refrigerator. Yeah. I just want to chill. <laughs> if you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Um, a rose. Mm, I've got a lot of roses. What color rose would you be? A red, red rose. Why? Because of love and passion and tenderness? Yeah. Yeah, because of that. And yeah, I love roses, the smell of them. And the, um, they remind me of my father because he used to grow, he used to propagate roses. <laughs> so, yeah. What is one of the best lessons that your mother ever taught you? To believe in yourself, to, to go out and reach for your dreams. Mm. What would you tell a 25-year-old Julie Wells? Uh, you're going to have some challenging situations in life, but you have everything inside you. Uh, it's, you have what it takes to get through the challenges and vulnerability is courage. It's strength. It's opening up is, uh, 
yeah, our strengths and boundaries are incredibly important. Um, yeah, the personal boundaries that we have are incredibly important. And feeling a sense of self-worth. Yeah, definitely. Feeling yeah. your feelings, brains. You can feel angry. You can feel jealousy. You can feel hostility. You can feel pain. You can feel joy. You can feel sexy. You can feel all of these emotions. But what you have to do is you have to show up and remember it's all about how you respond. Mm -hmm. Response is everything. Take a deep breath. Sit in it. Marinade before you react. Because, you know, women, we're firecrackers. You know, first thing we want to do is just go off. But you have to kind of put yourself, that's what I do. You know, 38 years of marriage, I switch roles. Sometimes and I say, now I know, good and doggone well, he didn't mean that. Or he couldn't have meant that. Or maybe he did mean that. So what am I exuding that I deserve this kind of treatment? Or I don't deserve this kind of treatment. But you can't run through that in a nanosecond. you got to process it. Give yourself time, be it in a relationship or be it in life. Just slow down and catch your breath and know that you have a choice of how you are going to respond. That is key. Just giving yourself that time. And sometimes it's so hard because you're dealing with the full deck. You know, you got all these players sitting around the table. Oh, I've got to be extra kind to this one. And I can't say this to this one. And this one's going to judge me for this one. But, but you know what? Show up as yourself and let them figure out how to deal with you. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely agree. And most a lot of women do hold that, uh, are people pleasers. Um, I'm, I'm a recovering people pleaser, so it's sick. We're... we're most of us grow up to care for our families and to care for the people around us. Uh, just to being in touch with emotions, because um, I, I wasn't in touch with my anger um, many years ago. Um, and it's that, that was in my childhood growing up. It wasn't, uh, it was a bit of a denied emotion, mm -hmm. anger. So I, I withheld that. Um, so I didn't express that. So I, I could express, you know, love and kindness and compassion, but I couldn't express anger because that's not how I was raised. <laughs> right. But then um, what happens, then when you were able to, there's like a pressure cooker in the kitchen. Yeah. It exploded. And everybody's wondering, you know, where did that come from? And I tell people all the time, you know, you got to deal, I, I deal with people in stages. I'm always data collecting. I don't miss much. I hear exactly what you're saying. I look at the situation. I kind of try to figure out what the intention was. And I, it just keeps building, building, building. And people just keep pushing, as my uh, my family says, keep poking the bear. They just keep doing it, keep doing it. And then all of a sudden, you go ballistic, and they think you're the crazy one. Hmm. Never realizing what they have already poured into this themselves but you can't control other people but you can't control yourself and i'm so glad that you were here with me and my brains on the edge to help us try to control this thing called forgiveness it's a lot of work brains it's just not about saying i'm sorry my mother didn't say i was sorry she didn't believe in that she said that those words were empty and shallow 
And I said, empty and shallow? She said, yes, you know, people make sincere mistakes. I get that. But they use them as filler words. Okay, well, I'm sorry. And they're snarky and they're condescending and they don't mean it. Don't tell me you're sorry if you don't mean it. I made a mistake. I understand. I'm not there with you. There's a whole barrage of words that you can say besides I'm sorry. You know? And suppressing that. If you feel that you have hurt someone, you know when you hurt somebody. You know what your intention was from the get-go. Was to create pain. But know this, brains. When you plot revenge, you better dig two graves. Because you're going down with them. You're going down with them. But you can always rise up and listen to chapter number 11 in the release of the new compilation. What is the name of it again, Julie? Forgiveness, Healing of the Soul. Do you have a copy of the cover? Uh, don't have a copy of the cover. It, it's, uh, it will be launched in November here in Australia. And as soon as that's released, Brains, we're going to have it hot. We're going to show you. I want you to support Julie in her efforts. Because I can feel in my heart that she's still very tender. But I can feel also that she's empathic. She feels your energy too. She wants to help you. And by helping you, it's helping her and helping the world become a better place. If we just learn to forgive. So you are amazing. Tell my Brains how to get in contact with you if they want to work with you. And they want to follow you. And, you know, they want to work on a healing. Yeah, uh, they can contact me through J- Julie at jacoaching.com.au. I'm on Facebook as Jules Wells. And, yeah, I'll be, yeah, there'll be other methods soon. But, yeah, that's for now. Well, reach out and talk to her. You know, she's got a beautiful voice inflection. I don't. I don't hear a lot of judgment coming from there. I hear a lot of empathy, a lot of understanding, somebody that wants to help you walk through this tunnel that we call life. So thank you so much, Brains. Handle your business. Like, love, share, and subscribe. Like, love, share, and subscribe. And get your juicer. (laughs) Bye, Julie. Bye. Thank you.